Welcome to Thousand Hills Ranch Church. We hope that you enjoy this message and that it speaks to your heart. Here's your sign. That's why there's warnings on products, because of stupid people, ladies and gentlemen. It's not for us, it's for stupid people. If there weren't any stupid people, you wouldn't see any warnings. Or at least you had to wear those signs, you just wouldn't sell them the product, would you? Just be like, I'm sorry, I, I can't sell you that. Why not? God. Did you know on a tube of Preparation H it says, do not take this orally? That's sad, isn't it? Because you know somebody wrote him a letter. <laughs> it's okay to laugh. Dear like. Preparation H, I ate this whole dang tube. I still got these hemorrhoids. Man, my mouth's so small. I can't eat a jelly bean anymore. But I can whistle really good. I don't know about you, but that's funny stuff right there. Amen. Amen. Well, you say, well, why are you showing that video? Well, a couple weeks ago, we started a series called Here's Your Sign. And you say, well, what's it about? Well, it's actually about how do we hear the voice of God? Okay. How do we hear the voice of God? God is, you know, he's wanting to speak to all of us. And he, there are signs out there, but we, we have to realize, you know, how he's speaking and what he's wanting to say to us. And we actually have to, have to, we actually have to listen to what he wants to say to us as well. Here's what I believe. I believe that every one of us in the world, every one of us on the face of the earth have decisions to make. And at some point in our lives, we need to hear God speak. Amen. We do. We face things every day, decisions every day, and we're asking God, please do something. Please show us something. And we want to make decisions that glorify him. Therefore, we need to hear what he has to say. Well, here's what I believe. I believe God wants to give us those answers. I believe that he speaks to us. I believe that he wants to show us how we, we are to live our lives so that we can live our lives for him. And so the first question that we asked, we asked this a couple of weeks ago. How can I hear from God? Remember this? How can I hear from God? We looked at three things. Number one was this. You have to have a personal relationship with Jesus. Amen? Let's do that again. We have to have a personal relationship with Jesus. Amen? I mean, you do. You think, well, how do I, how am I going to be able to hear from God? Well, it starts with a relationship with him. And you say, well, cannot God, can God not speak to me even though I don't know Jesus? Sure he can. But does he choose, um, and, and does he draw us to himself when we're not believers and we don't trust in him? Sure, he draws us to himself. But at the end of the day, if you want his guidance, if you want his blessing, if you want him to direct you, then you need to know his son Jesus personally. It's the bottom line, and he wants to do that. So you got to know Jesus personally. The second thing that we looked at on how, how can I hear from God was that you have to listen. <laughs> Here's your sign. You know, I mean, that one's kind of obvious, right? But you actually have to listen. A lot of times we go to God, and we're like, God, God can you just do this? Can you do this? Can you do this? Can you fix this? Can you handle this? Can you handle this? Click. And we hang up on him, and we don't listen. See, my mom's not listening. No, I'm just kidding. But we, we, again, God's speaking, but we don't listen. So you have to listen to God if you want to hear from him. The third thing that we realized was when God speaks, we need to obey what he says. In other words, we need to follow him. 
So you say, well, how do I reap the benefits of knowing Jesus? How do I reap the benefits of knowing God? Again, you have to listen to him and you have to obey him. Well, today I want to continue this series. Um, and, and here's what I know. I know this because a lot of you have asked or some of you guys mention this every now and then. But here's, here's what I realize. For some of you, when I say things like God spoke to me, when I say things like God told me to preach this, or God told me that we should start this church. Or God told me this or God told me that. You look at me sometimes and you look at me kind of weird. And, and, and again, some of you are here today and you're like, you know what? I don't know that I've ever heard from God. I don't know that in my life I've ever been able to say, God told me to do this. Well, today, after today's message, I hope that you will be able to walk out of here and every day from this point on, you will be able to say, I heard from God today. God told me to do this. God showed me this. God revealed this to me today. And so you say, well, okay, Bo, you know, how can you make those statements again? I believe that all of us should be able to make the statement that God spoke to me. God showed me this and we ought to be able to do it uh, daily. So here's the question that I want to answer today. You ready? Here's the question. How does God speak? Again, for some of you, you're like, man, is he, is he talk to your ears? I mean, does he talk? I mean, does he sign it? You know, I mean, how does it work? Does he write it in the clouds? I mean, you got a, a special telephone or red phone? I mean, how does he talk to us? How does he actually speak to us? And here's point number one. You ready? If you're taking notes, I encourage you to take notes. Um, but if you're taking notes, here's point number one. Number one, how does God speak to us? God, number one, speaks however he wants to speak. (laughs) I know that's another huge sign. But the truth is God speaks however the crap he wants to speak, right? I mean, he can choose to use anything. I'll give you an example. In the Bible, there was a man. His name was Balaam. And guess what? God spoke to Balaam through his jackass. You bet I just said it. And you say, well, no, I don't know if I believe that. Well, let me read some scripture to you. Okay, you ready for this? I was going to have them underline the word ass in in, in all the scripture just so that you could say it with me, but I didn't do it. So you're welcome. But let me give you a preface to this. There's a king. His name's Balak, and he needs a prophet. And that prophet is Balaam. So he goes to Balaam and he, he sends these messengers to Balaam and he says, hey, I want, you know, send, you know, pay this guy whatever you got to pay him to come back and put a curse on all of my enemies. Okay. And God, you know, God's told Balaam, who is God's prophet, he told Balaam, don't go when they asked him the first time. Well, then they come back and they come back with another, you know, messenger and they come back with more money. And God says, OK, now go and I'm, you know, go. All right. And that's where we pick up this story. You ready? Here we go. Numbers 22. And this is the King James Version. It's for effect. Okay. (laughs) Are you ready? All right. You're not ready, but I'm ready. Here we go. And God came to Balaam at at night and said unto him, If the men come to call thee, rise up and go with them. But yet the word which I shall say unto thee, thou shalt thou say. (laughs) I feel like I'm in Shakespeare class. And Balaam rose in the morning and saddled his. Okay, see, some of you guys are, some of you guys, yeah, you're like, is that the Bible? I mean, really? 
You're like, is that what the Bible says? Yeah, it actually says that. Um, and and he, he saddled his ass, or should I say arse, <laughs> and, went, and went with the princes of Moab. And, the, and God's anger was kindled because he went. Let me stop right there. You say, well, why was God's anger? He told him to go, you know, go with those people. God's anger was, it was kindled because, because Balaam went for the money. Right? And if you read the scripture, you're gonna, you'll figure that out. But it says, and God's anger was kindled because he went and the angel of the Lord stood in the way for an adversary against him. In other words, God put an adversary, an angel in the path when, when Balaam's riding his ass. Okay? And so that's where the story's going. You ready for this? It says this, and, and it says, and God's anger kindled against him that he went and the angel of the Lord stood in the way for an adversary against him. Now he was riding upon his arse. <laughs> Again, some of you guys need to lighten up, okay? Come on now. I could have underlined it and you guys had to say it all the time. Uh, but he, he, he was, I lost my place. Sorry about that. The, and, and now he was riding upon his ass and, and his two servants went, were with him. And the ass saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way and, the, and his sword drawn in his hand. And the ass turned away out of the way and went into a field. In other words, the, the jackass turned and ran off. Now listen to what, listen to what Balaam does. Okay. Um, and, and in verse 23, when he saw the, the, when the ass saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way and his sword was drawn, the ass turned and went out of the way and went into a field and Balaam, Balaam smote the ass. He beat it. He beat the ass. Okay. I know you guys like this because you like to see me squirm, don't you? Um, and so, and, and, and again, so, and the ass saw the angel of the Lord and he's standing there and his sword drawn and he turned away. But in verse 24, but the angel of the Lord stood in the path of the vineyards, a wall being on, on this side and a wall on that side. In other words, he's in a spot where he can't go one way or the other. And when the ass saw the angel of the Lord, she thrust herself unto the wall and crushed Balaam's foot against the wall. And he smote her again. He beat the crap out of her. You know, are you getting this? In verse 26, the angel of the Lord went further and stood in a narrow place where there was no way to turn either right or, or to the right hand or the left. And when the ass saw the angel of the Lord, she fell down under Balaam and Balaam's anger kindled and he smote the ass with a staff. <laughs> I don't know why I'm not getting any response to this, but. And the Lord, listen to this. This is where, again, God speaks. So you ready for this? Verse 28. And the Lord opened the what? The mouth of the ass. And she said unto Balaam, What have I done unto thee that thou hast smitten me these three times? And Balaam said unto the ass, Because thou hast mocked me, I would, I would there were a sword in my hand, for now would I kill thee. <laughs> He's at his wit's end. Anybody ever been at your wits end with a horse or a donkey or your dog? Yeah, PETA. PETA, don't listen. Don't listen to this story. PETA would hate this story, by the way. And Balaam said unto the, you know, because, because you mocked me, I would, I, you know, I'd, I'd kill you with this, you know, with the sword. And the ass said unto Balaam, am I not thine ass upon which you have died? <laughs> Thou hast written, ever since I was thine unto this day, was I ever wont to do uh, so unto thee? And he said, nay. 
it should have been, it's the, not nay, nay, you know, is what horses do. But anyways, uh, then the Lord opened the eyes of Balaam and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way and his sword drawn in his hand and he bowed down his head and fell flat on his face. And the angel of the Lord said unto him, wherefore hast thou smitten thine ass these three times? Behold, I went out to withstand thee because thy way is perverse before me. And the ass saw me and turned from me three times. Unless she had turned from me, surely now. Now also I had slain thee and saved her alive. And Balaam said unto the angel of the Lord, I have sinned, for I knew not that thou stoodest in the way against me. Now therefore, if it displease, if it displease thee, I will get me back again. Again, King James Version. And the angel of the Lord said unto Balaam, Go with these men, but only the word that I shall speak unto thee, that thou shalt speak. So Balaam went with the princes of Balak. Wow. What a story, right? Here's the point. If God can speak through a jackass, he can speak through whatever he wants. I thought about naming this, you know, this message, listen to your ass. But, but may, there may be not a lot of people that would understand that online. Or it may be the biggest time, you know, we may have more people attend, you know, and listen to the message than ever. So I'm going to use it. So just be ready. But here's the truth. Again, God can speak however he wants. I could go on and on on how he spoke to people in the Bible. He spoke through a burning bush to Moses. He spoke through a cloud to the Israelites. He spoke through an angel to Mary. Again, I could go on story after story on how God wants to speak to us. I'll give you another example. My son, Hank, again, it's Hank's day. I get to share all kinds of stories about him. But we don't let our kids sleep in our bed. Can I get an amen? Amen. That's right. Got to get a little love every now and then. They get in the way. And so we don't let our kids sleep in our bed, but they do get to sleep in their sleeping bags on the floor. Okay, so my son, Hank, he he sleeps, you know, on my side of the bed on on the floor in his sleeping bag. And the other day he started asking questions about God and he asked a question. Does God have a beard? Yeah, he did. I remember. See, now he's not he's going back. on. He said, does God have a beard? And I said, I don't know. Jesus did. So maybe God did because maybe it's in their bloodline, you know, or something. That was to a kid, right? So, you know, you got to say whatever you want to say. So, and then he goes on to say, you know, he, he said, Dad, wouldn't it be cool if Grandma Wilma, who Grandma Wilma died a year ago and is in heaven, wouldn't it be cool if she could text us a picture from heaven? <laughs> and I was like, that would be awesome. And guess what? God can do it. If God wanted to, he could text us whatever he wants to text us. And so, again, you say, well, how does God speak to us? How do I know if I'm hearing his voice? How, you know, the, the truth is God can speak however the crap he wants to speak. He's not limited. I mean, again, some people want to limit him in the way he speaks, but he's not limited. But, but let's get a little more specific on how God speaks. There's really two main overarching ways. Number two in our, in our lineup is this. It, it is this. He speaks to us on the inside. Think about it. When God speaks to us, it's not usually an audible voice that I hear with my ears. It's usually what I hear in my mind or in my heart. Anybody with me? Yeah, I mean, that's, how, that's usually how he speaks to us. And he speaks through prayer and our thoughts. Okay? That's the first way that I think he speaks to us on the inside and the way he speaks to us the majority of the time. Through prayer and our thoughts. Look at Jeremiah 33.3. 3. It says this. Call to me, and God's talking here. 
He says, call to me and I will answer you and I will tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. And so you say, okay, how does this work? I mean, so it's prayer, right? Yeah, so here's how it works. I pray to God. I say, God, whether it's in my heart or whether it's out loud, it doesn't really matter. I pray to God and I say, God, I need you to speak to me. I need you to show me what you want to show me. And then through the power of God and the power of the Holy Spirit that lives within me, God brings the thoughts that he wants into my mind so that I can obey him. It's what happens on the inside. You say, well, how does that happen? Well, again, it's supernatural. But God, if he lives inside of you, he will speak to you when you ask him. He will. And you will know that. And, and so you say, well, can God you know, speak audibly? Sure he can. But the majority of the time, he speaks through our thoughts. And so as you pray and, and you ask God to show you things, he's going to reveal those things through your mind and you're going to be able to trust those thoughts and follow him. But let me say this. Let me keep it real, real, real quick. Not every thought that comes to your mind is of God. <laughs> All right. I mean, think about it. You know, some people are like, you know, I, you know, God told me to do this. Well, you say, well, how, how do I know if my thoughts are from God or not? OK, you ready for this? Here's what I would say. Two things. If it contradicts the word of God, then it's not of God. Amen? And that's why it's important to know the word of God. It, but if also if it contradicts God's character, then it's not of God. I'll give you an example. You have somebody that stabs you in the back. They hurt you. They do some wrong things to you. And a thought comes to your mind of, screw them. I'm not going to forgive them. They're out of my life. They're dead to me. Anybody ever had a thought like that? Come on, confess. Listen, that thought is not of God. It's not. You know what the Bible actually says? The Bible says, I want you to forgive your enemies. I want you to bless your enemies. I want you to, to, to you know, forgive those who have sinned against you. And so you say, well, no, I'm, not, I'm just going to forget them. I mean, they hurt me. And again, I'm not discounting that they did that. By forgiving them doesn't say that they were right. It just says that you want to be right with God. Does that make sense? And so, yeah, that's good. Yeah. And so if something like that contradicts the word of God, then it's not a thought that God's given you. It's a thought that you've either come up with on your own or the devil's planted in your mind. Here's a prayer that I would suggest that you pray every time you have a you know, decision to make. And it's Psalm 139. Look at it with me. Psalm 139, it says this. Search me, O God, and know my heart. What does it say? Test me and know my anxious what? Thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and what? Lead me along the path of everlasting life. Here's the point. God is going to speak to you through his through your thoughts and through your prayers to him. But not every thought is of him. And so your prayer ought to be, God, search me. Know my thoughts. I don't know if this thought's from you or not. So I'm just asking you to search me. Know my thoughts. Point out anything that offends you. And then lead me into your way. That's what you should do. Because a lot of people have some really sick thoughts, really terrible thoughts, really wrong thoughts. And they go, well, God told me. Really? If it goes against his word and it goes against his character, it's not a God. It's simple. It's hard to obey because we want, we want to obey our thoughts because they are easier, right? 
But it's simple in that respect. So he speaks through our uh, through prayers and thoughts. Here's how else he speaks on the inside. He spe- he can speak through dreams. Now again, you think, oh boy, here we go. The preacher's going to talk about dreams and all that stuff. Now listen, you, some of you guys are scared of uh, certain things because you don't you don't understand them. Um, but if you go to the Bible again, is is where we go to to find all the answers in life. If you go to the Bible, guess what? God, guess how God spoke uh, to people in the Bible sometimes. He spoke through dreams. I mean, you take Joseph, the stepfather of Jesus himself. How did God speak to him? Through a dream. Look at it with me. Matthew chapter 1, it says this. And he considered this. An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a what? In a dream. Talking about Joseph, the mother or the father of Jesus. Appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, the son of God. The angel said, do not be afraid to, to take Mary as your wife. For the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she will give or she will have a son and you are to name him Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. You say, oh no, God can't speak through dreams. Really? The Bible says that he can. And I'll just be honest. God's never spoke to me through a dream. But can he? Absolutely. Um, and so, and you can go on and on. Solomon, he spoke to Solomon. He spoke to Jacob. He spoke through Peter. He spoke to John. He spoke to Paul. All through dreams in the Bible. And so again, he can do it. And guess what? He will do it. You know what the Bible says? In the end times, when Jesus is ready to return, guess what's going to happen? People are going to dream dreams. Listen to the scripture. It says this in uh, Acts chapter 2. It says, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all my people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy and your young men will see what? Visions and your older men will what? Dream dreams. You can believe in dreams or not. I, again, God's never spoke to me through a dream. He's never, you know, revealed himself to me through a dream. But can he? Absolutely. And he'll do that from the from the inside. And can I just we, again, you can't believe every dream that you have. Can I get an amen? I mean, sometimes I, I, I dream my worst fears like I showed up for church without my pants on, you know, to preach and I'm preaching naked and then I cry a lot. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't I hope that never comes true. And that's not of God. Right. I mean, how many of you guys fly in your dreams? Anybody fly in your dreams? Yeah, I fly all the time in my dreams. My, you know, my arms are my wings and I'm flying in my dreams and then I run into a hotline and I electrocute myself. <laughs> I hope that dream never comes true, right? So the truth is you can't always trust your dreams. It may just have been the chalupa that you ate at midnight. You know what I'm saying? And so people are like, oh, I'm just going to go dream all these things and it's going to be of God. No, not really. Again, can God do it? Absolutely. Um, but you can't trust all your dreams, just so you know. Uh, here's another way God speaks on the inside. He speaks through peace. I don't know how many times I've been there in my life when I've been in a chaotic situation or, or something's gone haywire. And again, as a pastor, I enter into a lot of, a lot of uh, you know, chaotic situations or a lot of disastrous situations, whether it's a death in the family or whatever. And I, there, I can't tell you how many times I've walked into a situation that was just purely chaotic and God gave me a peace that passes all understanding. You say, how does God speak? I'm telling you, he can speak through peace. 
You know how I know it? The Word of God tells us. Philippians 4, 6-7. It says, Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the what? Let's say it again. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. One of the greatest things that I've you know, felt or experienced in my life is the peace of God. Because we, again, you face it, we all face times where it's out of control. And when we call on God and we say, God, I need you to be there, he can give you that supernatural peace and you can go, man, it's, God's, God's in control. Amen? Amen. That's good stuff right there. And so God speaks to us on the inside. And those are just a few examples. You say, well, how else does God speak? Well, another main way that he speaks is this. And this is the last point. It, it, he speaks to us through outside sources. He speaks to us through outside sources. I'll give you an, I'll give you an example of this. I believe that God speaks through nature. I believe that God can speak through his creation. You say, well, what, do you, what does that look like? Well, how many of you guys have ever been to a place where, you know, it was beautiful or it was just a peaceful place and you felt the presence of God in that place? Anybody? Yeah. I mean, you've been to the mountains or you've been riding through a pasture or, you know, swimming in the river or whatever it was. And you just felt like God was there. God, that's how he speaks. And again, I'm not some tree hugging, granola eating, God's in the mushrooms. <laughs> I went there. That's right. But, but again, I, I believe that he speaks through his, his, what he's created. And you say, how do you know that? The Bible tells us. I love doing that. Because the Bible's the truth, right? Romans chapter 1, listen to it. They know the truth that God, uh, about God because he has made it obvious to them. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and the sky. Through everything God made, they can what? Clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and his divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. You say, how does God speak? I believe he can speak through anything he wants to speak. And when you're in situations where you're in a place, uh, whether you're looking at his creation, looking at the Grand Canyon, looking at a, a beautiful you know, horse or looking across a pasture and, and seeing all those cows again, I believe that God can speak through all of that. And I believe that he does. And I've experienced that. You say, how else does he speak through outside things? I'll give you another one. Through trials and tests. In other words, through our circumstances. I'll give you an example of this. Jonah. Remember Jonah and the whale? Remember Jonah? Jonah, God says to Jonah, hey, Jonah, I want you to go speak to these people. Tell them they're idiots. Tell them to repent. Tell them to turn to me and I'm going to forgive them. Jonah says, heck no. Right? That's what he said. And God actually spoke that to him. Spoke it. So then that didn't work for Jonah. So guess what God did? God spoke to him in a different way, didn't he? I mean, he pulls out all the guns and, and Jonah flees from God. Jonah gets on a boat. What happens? They throw him over and they put him into the sea. That was the first outside experience that God was speaking to him, right? Well, not only did he do that, but he also had a huge fish swallow Jonah. I don't know about you, but I would probably listen up if that happened. And can I just reveal something to you? This is something that, 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 I, that God has given me. In, in a well, there's no way that you could stand up. 
And if you lay down, you'd probably be laying in a bunch of goop and, you know, junk. So guess where Jonah was when he was in the well? He's probably on his knees. I'm telling you, there are going to be times in your life where God brings you to your knees and he's going to speak to you. And it's okay. Sometimes we're stubborn. Sometimes we don't listen. And God has to bring us to our knees so that we'll speak, so that he can speak to us. Now, I'm just telling you, you can either fight that, you can either say this is crap and I don't want this, or you can embrace what God's trying to do and learn from it, and then you'll be able to get off your knees and stand and live for him. Are you with me? So you say, well, how can God speak? Well, he can speak through trials and, 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 and tests. But here's the point as well. Let me, let me, let me, I, I want to point this out because you need to hear this. When you face trials and tests, you need to maybe examine what's going on, examine your circumstances, then ask the Lord to show you why this is happening. Now, again, is he always going to tell you why? No, but it's okay to ask because he might say, you know what? You sinned against me, and until you repent of that, I'm going to kick you. Never mind. I'm going to, you know, I'm going, I'm going to put my thumb on you for a little while. But here's the thing. If you will ask God and say, God, okay, is this sin in my life? Is that why all these trials? Is that why all this junk's happening in my life? He can reveal it to you. You can confess it, and you can repent of it, and then you can move forward. But I'll say this as well. Not all trials, not all tests are because of our sin. Sometimes they're just because God wants to test us. He wants to show us. He wants to strengthen us. You say, how do you know that? Well, Romans chapter 5 says, We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop what? Endurance. And endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. So you say, well, how does he speak to us? He can speak to us through our trials and tests. Here's another one. How does God speak to us outwardly? He speaks through signs. He speaks through signs. I'll give you an example of this. In the Old Testament, in Judges, I believe it's chapter 6, God spoke to Gideon. How many of you guys have ever heard the story of Gideon and the fleece, right? It's not a fleece vest. It was actually a fleece from an animal. But God, but God told uh, Gideon, he said, hey, Gideon, I want you to lead this army and I want you to go defeat my enemy. And Gideon said, okay, God, guess what, though? I need a sign to know that I'm heard from you. So Gideon says to God, Gideon says, hey, God, I'm going to put this fleece out. And again, it's probably just like a hide. I'm going to put this fleece outside. In the morning, if you'll soak the fleece, but make everything out, everything else around it dry, then I'll believe that you're asking me to go. Guess what God did? He soaked the fleece and he made everything else dry around it. Gideon, you would think, would go, great, God, thank you. But Gideon goes, hold up, God, that could have just happened because the dew was really heavy that day. And so I'm going to ask you to give me another sign. And so Gideon goes to God and says, okay, God, you know, here's what I want you to do. I want you to do the opposite. I want the fleece to be dry and I want everything around it to be wet. Guess what God did? God made everything, made the fleece to be dry and made everything on it to be wet. You say, so, so God can speak through signs? He absolutely can. And you say, well, that's kind of weird. No, it's not. Again, some people want to make signs from God weird, but they're not, if they're from God. Again, we're not going to bring snakes into the church and start, hey, just let it bite you and see if you're going to die or not, because we want a sign from God. 
I mean, that'd be fun, but I, <laughs> but I'm not going to do it. And so a lot of times we go, God, give me a sign. And it has to be some miraculous lightning bolt when really he's speaking through a simple thing. Through something simple. But he can use signs. I'm just telling you, he can do it. And you say, well, yeah, that was the Old Testament with Gideon. Does he do it in the New Testament? Absolutely. Mark chapter 16. Look at it. Then the disciples went out and preached everywhere. And the Lord worked with them and confirmed his word by the, by the signs that accompanied it. God does it today. He can still do it today. And he will do it today. But can I give you a word of advice on this? A lot of people wait for a sign to act before they act to God, do what God wants them to do. Now, I'll give you a piece of advice. If you want to really know what God wants you to do, a lot of times, here's my advice. Look back. Look back. I mean, at many times, again, we come to God and we say, God, show me a sign. Well, all you have to do is look back. I mean, look how God protected my family in that situation. Look how God, you know, healed my heart when I went through that destruction in my family. Look how God has provided money every day of my life. Look how God has provided a home every day of my life. Look how he's provided a job every day of my life. And I can go, the future is bright because what God did in my past. Does that make sense? Again, I think so many people are just waiting on a sign. And all they got to do is look back and go, golly, what, look what God did. And then we can move forward. Here's why I say that. I think a lot of times God blesses our faith, which is not being able to see what he's going to do. And he blesses our faith because, again, we're trusting in him whether he shows us a sign or not. And so you say, well, he's got to show me a sign. No, he doesn't have to do that. Can he? Yes. Will he? If he wants to. If he wants to. But it's okay to pray for a sign. I pray for signs all the time. You know why? Because he asked me to say some pretty crazy stuff to you guys. I mean, like, you know, talk about a jackass today. Oh, really, God? So I had to explain the word ass to my kids, okay? Because I knew I was talking about this, and, and, and he, this is just my opinion. You can take it for whatever it's worth. When you, when, I don't even know why I'm explaining all this, but, but if I was to, I told my kids, I said, you know what? If you look at a jackass or a donkey, that's okay to name it that. But if you call your brother a jackass, that's when it's wrong. Does that make sense? I mean, a lot of people just say, oh, no, you can't say the word ass. Well, again, read the Bible. That's all I got to say about that. I'm done. How else does he speak to us? He speaks through people. You ready? He speaks through people. I don't know how many times God has, has spoken to me through my, my parents or my godly you know, friends. Uh, Proverbs twelve fifteen says this. Fools think their, their own way is right, but the what? Wise listen to others. You know what I would say to you? Listen to people, but I would say this as well. Here's the advice. Listen to godly people. There's a lot of voices out there talking, and not all of them are wise. Not all of them are godly. And so if you're getting ungodly advice from ungodly people, I would say let it go in ear, in one ear and out the other. You need to listen to godly people. There are godly people who want to minister to you and show you what God's will is for your life. And here's the, here's the truth. A lot of times when we, you know, God's telling us to do something and we don't want to, 
We, we run from the godly people and we listen to the ungodly. That's stupid. I mean, it's like, oh, these people are going to tell me what I want to hear, so I'm going to go listen to them. When, when you really need to go to listen to that person who's going to tell you the truth, and that's according to God's will, not according to your will. Does that make sense? Here's the last way that I believe that God speaks outwardly, which becomes inwardly, but he speaks through the Bible. Some of you guys have never opened a Bible, and that's okay. If you've never opened a Bible, we are so glad that you're here. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> Again, a lot, a lot of people, you know, they, they think that yeah, everybody should have read the Bible. Everybody, you know, everybody you know, should know all the stories that you're talking about. No, listen, there are a lot of people that have never read the Bible, and it's okay. You know why? Because we want them to come to this church. We want them to hear the good news of Jesus so that they can fall in love with him and begin to read their Bible. So, again, you say, well, how does God speak? He speaks through the Bible. The Bible is the greatest gift that God has given us for him to speak. I mean, these aren't, this isn't a fairy tale. This isn't just a history book. This is the actual word of God wrapped in duct tape, right? And so you, you say, well, I, I don't know about that. I mean, I don't know if this is true. All I can tell you is if you will start reading it, it will start reading you and it will start speaking to you and it will bring healing and, in your life and it will also kill some things in your life. It will kill the sin. It will kill the worry. It will kill all of those things. You say, Bo, Bo how, do you, how do you know that? Listen to 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy, all what? Scripture, all what? Say it again. Scripture is inspired by God and is useful to what? Teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us uh, it teaches us to do what's right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. God's word speaks to us. If you've never opened it, you are missing out. Every answer in life is found in the pages of God's word. It's flawless. It's absolute truth. And it is still relevant for us in 2016. And so here's the point. Some of you guys, again, you're here today and you've never been able to say, you know what? God spoke to me. Hopefully, after today, you will be able to not ever say that again. Or not ever be able to say that he has not spoke to you today or or for the rest of your life. Because now you know how God speaks. And does he speak in other ways? Absolutely. Does he speak through worship? Does he speak through songs? Does he speak through all kinds of other stuff? Absolutely. But those are the main ways that I, I would say that God has spoken to us through the word or through, you know, just through our lives. And so I'm going to ask you to bow your head and close your eyes for just a second. Some of you are here today and you've never been able to say God spoke to me. To to you, that's kind of foreign. It's like, what you know, I don't understand that. I don't understand how that works. Well, my prayer today is that when you walk away from what you've heard today, from what you've heard from the word of God, that you will be able to say, you know what? I know how God speaks and I'm going to go try that. I'm going to pray every day. I'm going to read his word every day of my life. I'm going to just ask him to speak to me. 
so that I can hear from Him. I'm going to surround myself with godly people so that when I have questions, I can go to them and I can say, okay, God, what, what do you want to say to me? Or I can go to them and say, hey, man, here's a question that I have. Here's, here's a decision that I have to make. I need your godly advice. Again, some of you need to make that commitment today. To say, God, I commit to using your biblical resources through prayer, through wise counsel, through your word, to allow you to speak to me daily. Put your head bowed and your eyes closed. But how many of you guys would say, you know what, Bo? I'm going to commit to use the biblical resources that God has given me to, to hear his voice. How many of you guys would raise your hand and say, that's my commitment today? Thank you. All across the barn. Thank you. Through prayer, through surrounding yourself with godly people, through, you know, reading the Bible. Again, those are the things that you're going to be able to use to hear from God. Again, I want you to realize this. God is not limited on how he can speak to you. We just have to put ourselves in a position to hear from him. Maybe you're here today and you've never given your life to Jesus. And you want to do that. My, my encouragement to you, my, my plea to you is give your life to him today. And you say, okay, but how do I do that? Well, again, it starts with a simple act of your asking him to forgive you of your sin and come into your life. And you say, Bo, how do I do that? Well, again, we go back to that whole idea of it's just a simple prayer. Maybe in your chair right there. Nobody's looking around. Maybe in your heart you just pray this simple prayer. Jesus, I know that you died on the cross. I know that I'm a sinner. And I know because you died on the cross, I can be forgiven. So Lord, I'm asking for your forgiveness in my life. Free me from my sin. Free me from my past so that I can now live for you. Listen, some of you guys maybe just prayed that prayer for the very first time. Can I just celebrate with you? Now you have began a personal relationship with Jesus. And he wants to guide you for the rest of your life. And you say, well, okay, but I give my life to Christ. That's amazing. And he's forgiven me of my sin. Now what do I do? Well, we have help. And we want to help you. And and Wes is going to come here in just a minute. He's going to explain how we can get resources to you, whether it's our next step booklet that shows you the next step that you need to take in your walk, whether it's baptism or whether it's getting a good Bible or whatever it is. We want to help resource you so that you can grow in your new relationship with Jesus. Some of you need to get baptized tonight in the river. Some of you have given your life to Jesus. You're saved and you need to go public with your relationship with Jesus. And I encourage you to do that tonight. We're going to have a meeting here in just a minute if you want to talk about baptism. I'm going to lead us in a word of prayer. Wes is going to come and close us out. Lord, thank you again for just the opportunity to share truth today. Thank you, Lord, for how you've spoken to my life and how you've revealed yourself to me. And Lord, today I pray that not one person in this room would ever be able to say, I've never heard from God. But they would walk out today knowing that they can not only hear from you, but they can obey you and they can live a life that honors you. And so, Lord, thank you for that opportunity. Thank you for speaking to us. Help us to obey.
It's in your holy name I pray. Amen. Thank you for taking time to listen to this message. If you have made a commitment today or have questions, you can contact us at info at thousandhillsranch.church or 580-216-6427. And may God bless the ride you're on.